We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Bucky Dunn. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 84, the second half. Brian Shackman here with John Senecal, special guest Maxwell Shackman. You, you will speak when called upon. You can say yes. he's very, very persistent. <laughs> yeah, we weren't going to get rid of him. That's for no, sure. There's no doubt about it. And so, Max, you can chime in when when the situation merits. OK. OK. All right. Good. We also got some new uh, for people watching. Yes. We have some new uh, signage. Nice job out of you. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have some good connections. They, this came through very nice. We have a new banner for people watching on YouTube and want to check it out. It, they did a nice job. They did a very good job. So we'll be able to take that when we go places on the road, hopefully, and then we'll set it up in here. Right now it's kind of up real quick, but we'll figure <laughs> yeah, it out. We'll, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll do a long-term uh, solution to the banner issue in studio. Obviously, uh, people, we hope, we're consuming this you know, as they get ready for the second half of the season. I, I think we should start, honestly, since I'm talking, let's start with the Red Sox. They... Split with the Yankees, to, to, and they could have been swept. Then yeah, they got we, swept we got, by we, Tampa, mm-hmm. and then they lost two or three to the Yankees. Which they should have lost three. Right. So they so technically they should have been swept twice by the Yankees. Right. If we're, and they're right. They went from top of the wild card two weeks ago to out of the mix. And I just looked at the schedule, and coming out of the gates, they have Houston. No, no, Toronto, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Houston. Right. That takes you through the beginning of August. Four with Cleveland. And three uh, start with three with Toronto, four yep. with Cleveland, three with Milwaukee, and then three at Houston. So you got you got top of the division twice, top of the, tops of their division twice with like, well, Milwaukee, right? Are they top or is St. Louis the top? I think Milwaukee's at the top yeah. of the division. And then yeah. you have Cleveland, which, which is in the wild card. They're hot and cold, but yep. they have talent. And but then, remember, they're gonna they're trying to push them off for the wild card too, right? If they're they're fighting them for the wild card basically. So this is yeah, the, they got a buzzsaw coming out of the break. And, and basically, sure. the Houston series gets you to the. My point is, the Houston series gets you to the trade deadline, and so you're going to know pretty quickly whether the Red Sox have have a season. And I, I can tell you that all the talk in Boston is, do you are they going to make any moves? Because everyone sort of thinks like they're not going to make any material moves because they're not truly competitive for a championship so why s- sell any good pieces and then so the, the the thought is that they would make moves just thinking that they're not gonna if if they make the playoffs it's added it's playing with house money as you would say well there's right there's two moves to make there's the buyer seller so like everyone seems to th- be wondering if they're going to let xander bogarts go but i think if you're if you're within three games of a wild card spot 
and you're the Boston Red Sox, especially, or any team that's going to make the playoffs for that matter, but if you're the Boston Red Sox and you're playoff proven, right, you've been in the playoffs, you know how to compete in the playoffs, right. I would say that you you can't fire sale. I, I, wrong word. Fire sale is getting rid of a ton of players. Now, if you're going to get rid of a Bogarts or a Devers, those would be the two main guys that people would be after. Um I think I think you stand pat. You don't you don't if you're but in the wild do you card. Add, but do you add? Because that's well, listen, the, the question it, is not whether. So if they're within two or three, like if they're anything on, under five games, you would assume that they weren't going to dump people, even if they might lose them. So there's J D Martinez, there's Xander, whoever. And but the thing is, do they add? And when you add, you usually have to give up prospects or something. And so if they're truly not competitive for a World Series, do they? Do they make con- and and I think and the, the consensus gonna, is that they won't do that. If they're going to add, what do they need to add? I mean, they probably, are you kidding me? They, they have like four spots they need to add. right? Max, you know what they need to add? They need to add a first baseman, that's on one right spot. fielder, right, exactly. two spots, a they pitcher. Have two, they have the worst production basically in baseball. Those two positions, which are kind of important, right? I mean, and so and, you're looking to add minimum two players. Minimum, which, which is going to be at least probably five prospects, at least five, and they're not going to do that, right? So there's your answer right there. So they either need to do it what with what they have and see what it is going, like you said, up to that last minute, and maybe one of those guys does get dealt if they fall off the table. But that doesn't that make you go back to your whole theory about how you hate Sox fans because they're okay with just making it and not trying to win it? I mean, yeah. to me, like that's the thing that but maybe that's the mentality that's just driving this conversation right here. Like, what you know, right? That's, but that's I mean, is that o- is that okay? I mean, like, I don't think it's okay. But at the same time, like, if you know these players aren't going to come back, like one of those guys is not coming back to the Red Sox. Was like JD or, or I would Xander. say I would just say Bogarts or or Devers. One listen, of those guys. it's very simple the way it's been described. If Bogarts goes, what happens to Devers? Then Devers is going Devers is going to go. Because Correct. And Bogarts is a free agent before Devers. Correct. Right? So. So Devers, they'll, they'll does, Devers, Devers doesn't is, want to be here if Xander's not here. So they'll know if Devers is going to be there after this season or if they trade. So if they're going to trade one of them, I would think they would trade Devers. He's got more value. He's got more control. See, I, I believe that you can contend and rebuild. I, I, I've been a season ticket holder since, I think, 05. And I, I might be if – they, if, if they let Xander go, even though I don't think he's that valuable to other teams, I don't think he's that good. Okay, he's in his early 30s, a lot of mileage. I don't I don't know what he's going to get on the open market, but if they let him go, I'm going to be pretty crestfallen as a fan cuz there's not a lot of guys on that team I like. And I mean, the guys I like aren't that good. I mean, I love Jackie Bradley, he stinks. You know, so they let Xander go and Rafi's actually entertaining. I mean, JD Martinez might be a good baseball player, but he's not entertaining. He's kind of a drip. Yes. But Devers is entertaining. Devers is the best out of all of them by far, and he's the youngest, so yeah. he's the one that you want to keep. But he's also the one with the most value to get rid of. If they lose Xander, I'm 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 really borderline giving up. So Bogarts, you said how old is he? Like 30, 31? I think He's thirty one, and Devers is twenty five. He'll be twenty six at, at at the towards. The I think end he's of got two season. more years, and he's a free man. You want to say something? Yeah, I was just gonna as a as a Sox fan, I was just gonna say like, if you're gonna get rid of um, Bogey, especially as a fan. Um, it's definitely gonna take a. T- it's gonna take a toll to the fans. They're not gonna be as happy. See, he makes a great point there, though, because the same thing's gonna happen with Aaron Judge, right? Like, are these teams looking at that that fan aspect? You know, from what you say, no, they're not. I think they don't. I don't. I know the Red Sox are. The Red Sox aren't. I and, know and, that. But that's a huge point that Max makes. Is like you you can't 
turn your back on your fan base. You really can't. But maybe you can if you're Boston or New York. Well, I mean, Boston has shown they can do that with Mookie Betts. It's, I mean, I, I still. I mean, he is arguably probably still one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, but they don't sell out anymore, and there's not a lot of fun in that. I mean, I, I, they, they did get over it, and we still will join on if they win. But I, I think the team, there's not the same feeling of energy surrounding the management, you know, in that relationship. Like we don't. We don't feel that they're truly trying to win the World Series now. We don't know when they're trying to win it for, but what, they just what, happen to stumble in and win it. No, but it, you know this is where the so, the Soto. It's true. I think that's true. The Soto thing is where it becomes interesting because if if he was offered fifteen years, he's twenty three. If he was offered fifteen years and four hundred and forty in Washington, and Scotty Boris says no, what does that mean for Judge? Right. So like. And it, and well, if, the difference it, is seven years of age. That's the huge difference. Okay, so maybe it's not fifteen. So maybe he gets. Ten or nine. I would be surprised if Judge got a ten-year contract. So say he he's going to want a ten-year contract, right? Because he's going to point to like Albert Pujols and those guys who got those long-term deals and they're they're withering at the back end of them, right? Not even on the team that gave into them. Okay, so Judge gets eight for three twenty. Yeah. W- would you Would you think that's money well so spent? So that's five million more than he was going to get before. I'm just saying. Do you think that as a fan, do you think they should do that? Absolutely, because like I said before, Judge, in, to your point, Max, is he means more to that organization, right? And, you know, he is going to bring people in the stands. I mean, there's people that just go there to see him, and they want to see him hit a home run on a team with other players that can hit bombs, right? They'll go there specifically just to see Aaron Judge. But he'll have that value. Judge will have, see, my point with the difference between Judge and Bogarts is that Judge will have that value on any team in baseball. Bogarts does not have that value anywhere but Boston. Nobody's going to go see Xander Bogarts in, 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 in Atlanta or Kansas City or wherever. Yeah, it's true, though, because, you know, like they said back in the day, the chicks dig the long ball. That's what people go to see. He's six foot eight. He's a freak of nature. Right. He's so good. It's just a different different. It's just a different animal. And so, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I believe that Bogarts doesn't have as much leverage to leave. And I think that you look at him on paper, they look at his base data value, and it's not that valuable. So, like, unless he was going to take a discount, and I don't think he's going to take a discount. So, and so he's going to wind up at one of those teams like Texas or something that's just going to overpay for who's him? Gonna, yeah, and you know what? He'll regret it, too. So the problem is that with the Bogarts thing, it's a lose-lose. He gets his money. Right. He'll never have to. I mean, he, he doesn't have to work a day in his life and again he now. He won't win again, either. But that's what happens to these guys is that – they both will regret it. Red Sox fans will regret it because they won't have a guy they truly like. And the player will eventually regret it unless he gets traded to a contender in three years because they're stuck in a place that no one gives a crap. Yeah. The thing is, you can say all you want about Boston, whether it's the racism or the hardness of the fans, they care. And that means something. And the point I just want to say is, like, especially me as Mookie Betts being my favorite player um, when he got traded, I was, um, you know, I was crestfallen. I was pretty upset. And uh, I think most of the fans were. And what I want to say is, like, I feel the same way about Bogey. And if Bogey, um, if they get rid of Bogey, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna take a toll on the fans. And I, and I, especially, I was talking about this the other day. It's, it's gonna be hard for me to, to like the Red Sox the way I do now if they get rid of Bogey because I feel such a connection to him. Well, not only that, you're talking to someone who's got many, many years of watching and following the Red Sox in front of him. Like that's 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 an impression. Right I agree, there. but I, I'm trying to figure out. No, Heim Bloom and John Henry, we don't know what they think and feel, so we don't know what their intentions are. We know they're trying to build up a base in the in the minors, but we don't know what the goal is to compete every year or try to win every year. And it seems that being competitive. And being over 500 is more important than striking for a championship. I, I only turned away, Max, because you're so cute and I could make you laugh and I don't want to look at you too much because <laughs> I know we'll both laugh. Um, let's shift gears to the Yankees for a second. And 
you know, when you think about what they need to add, they just need a little bit of salt and pepper, right? I mean, that's all they need well, is some it, seasoning. I think they need, they definitely have a question mark with the pitching. Um, you know, with with Severino's what, what, hurt again. So any time those injuries keep popping up, I'm worried. He, he could just be the next, you know, the next thing that's never going to be there for a full season. So I worry about him. Um, and I talked about this before. I worry about the inexperience of the bullpen um, for both ways. Um, I would be not, very, I'd be very worried about the closer. Yeah. 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 He's not proven. It, it, he's not proven. And uh, Luizaga came back and he was a little sketchy. Now, granted, it's the first, first game back. Um, he has experience. Maybe you get Britain back. Um, you know, I'm a little nervous about Herman coming back. You know, he's he could step in for Severino, but again, injury coming off injury. I do still think the Yankees are going to go out and make a trade to get a pitcher, maybe Castillo from Cincinnati. He had a great audition. I'm on the fence still about an extra hitter because they've been doing it all along with Gallo. I think they can get by without it. I don't necessarily think they need that extra hitter, but you know. There, there were some weaknesses over the last series. You know, Jose Trevino, we've noticed, has been playing way above his ceiling. Um, he he kind of came back to earth a little bit, showed a little bit of his weakness. But, you know, listen, everybody has hiccups. Um, you're not going to go out and get a catcher at this point. So you're sticking you're sticking with him in, in the backup. I don't think he hurts you. I, 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 think... I don't think he hurts you, but I think, you know, everyone expected him to keep playing the way he's been playing. And he, he probably could have had one of the most worst at-bats I've seen all season with the bases loaded in extra innings against the Red Sox. No, that is true. I mean, that was just, like, in, insanely bad. My take with the with the Yankees is that if you if you have – if Judge and, and, and Rizzo and Stanton, if you somehow focus on them and, and hold them in check, can Donaldson – you know, Gallo, Gallo Car- Carpenter, Gallo Carp- won't be there. Okay, whoever it is, can they make do some damage with the extra pitches? Right. So that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. they can do it with Hicks being out there. As long as you, as long as Stanton stays healthy, Judge stays healthy, and you know the main outfield stays healthy, they rotate that extra outfielder in there, and they're they're pretty much always covered. And they had LeCastro's back now, and he's playing good. I mean, it's. I just feel like everything starts is kind of clicking for the Yankees. We talked about them kind of you know floundering a little bit. They need a rest, which all teams need a rest. It's it's baseball. The, the Yankees have they need a rest just because I think everyone has been pressing so hard for them to stay at the level that they've been playing, and that's almost impossible to maintain. Do you think this kid is is a legit closer? Like, do you think he, like I'm wondering? I'm just spitballing because like to me the thing that would ruin the Yankees is not is I don't even think starting pitching in it. I mean, I think with Cole, maybe maybe you pick the back up. end of the game. Yeah, and so what if you traded for a, a, a an A list closer and let the other guy be the setup man and a backup if the A list closer falters? Like to me, that would be a good move. Yeah, that's that's wow, that's a great point. I didn't even think of that. I mean, because this kid might be maybe it's just not time, and I don't think you'd ruin his confidence. No, I think you know he's got the he's got great stuff, but maybe it's like you said, it's something where you you push him back to the eighth inning, and I don't know where Chapman fits, and he might just disappear. From Honestly, like I, I've said this to you since the day we started. I know, this. like if he's your closer You're or if he's key, win. you will never win. No, I know, and I think he's proven that even more when he can't handle a sixth inning. So role. the question is, and Clay Holmes, maybe he is the the, the closer long term, and he's certainly you know for the most part done a great job. Yeah, but we but, talked about this before. Closers are closers are a dime a dozen. They don't they don't right. last. I mean, they're two or three years tops, and they're good. I mean, like it's just not. I don't think it's something that teams should be putting any stock into anymore. Right. So the question is, would you give up any talent to get an A lister? What do you want to say? Uh, I just wanted to say that um, last year. I'm going to go back to the last year at the trade deadline. Um, 
So we uh, brought in Schwarber, which I think Listen, we should have. Re- I think we should have resigned. I think him. nobody disagrees um, with that. But you could see when we brought in Schwarber, he could play first base. He played outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but he Bobby Dalbuck stepped up his game. You could clearly tell his average went up, his home runs went up, his yeah. RBIs went up. Um, after uh, the deadline because he had competition. I think that Frenchie's not as good competition. I know this isn't very relevant, but again, if they can bring in. A first baseman like they need, I think they'll get a little more out of Bobby Dahlbeck than Light they a spark. have now. Yeah, That's a good point. I, yeah, but I also think, I, I, first of all, I love the kid. I love his look. I think he's done. I almost feel like, I don't know, maybe he needs to go like with like Ben Attendee and go to Kansas City right. and toil in anonymity because he's not ready for to be an everyday player for the Red Sox, even if he had Babe Ruth standing behind him. I just don't think he's... I don't think he's going to do it. But I do think they need to upgrade at first base. I think it was a huge mistake not to sign Schwarber or Rizzo. If, if the, it, the Red Sox showed me their hand, John, when they didn't sign Schwarber. Yeah. Because the, the fans loved him. And he wasn't that expensive. No, he would have fit perfect in Boston. He had a great personality for it. And Rizzo would have been great too. And Rizzo looks great. He looks like he's in shape. Like he doesn't. He looked a little pudgy in the face in the past, but he looks super fit. Like I think Yeah, it's he, crazy when you look at Rizzo. So you. You look at his numbers, and his numbers really aren't that great. His home, run, home runs are up. His average is way down, right? But the the way he has his at-bats, for someone that watches pretty much every Yankee game, his bat, at-bats are great, and then when you need him to get a hit, he gets the hit. So he's not he's not whiffing when, when, when it's crucial. Right. Um, but if you looked at him I real quick him. I love him. And, and went by him on, on the stat sheet, you'd look at his average. Well, and he's like, batting yeah, 224, but in this day and age, honestly— that's fine. He's got 57 RBI and 22 home runs. I think those are the stats that. Uh, and he this... plays. And he plays insanely great defense. Yeah, at first and he's base. a great teammate. Yeah, I... he is a really good guy. So, it's funny though because Anthony Rizzo, he had um, the auction going for his Anthony Rizzo Family <laughs> you Foundation. Tell him, yeah, this is a good story. And this is this is funny because we were we were there. He was auctioning off. Um, hitting lessons with Stanton and Judge. This is funny. And someone posted online that they were going to bid on it and give it to Joey Gallo. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That's really funny. I mean, of all the stuff that, I mean, Gallo has just been destroyed this year by the, and and, you know, I, I, I really kind of feel bad. I, I do, do feel really bad for the guy because he's he's weird. He's a weird dude. If you look him in the dugout, he's always kind of doing something weird. He's taking it very well. I don't know. I mean, I, you don't hear anything. He doesn't say anything. He I never know. does interviews. He's a non-story. He's a non-story. He's just kind of like he's like that extra person that just hangs out with a group of people and just never gets involved but with it, anything. It's weird. You put the pinstripes on some people and they look they look bigger or they look smaller. Like when he was in Texas. I thought it was menacing. Like I thought yeah. it was so good. Yeah. I know the average and the strikeouts were still sort of the same, but like he just—he's a shell. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. He, I, I do agree with that, especially when he was in Texas. But when last year, even um, uh, might have been the wild card when the Sox played the Yankees and the Sox won, moved on. Um, he, I remember there was there was a moment in the game where he was up. He had definitely had a chance to um, uh, tie the game over, take the lead, and. You can just see he he's a strikeout or yeah, like home literally, run guy. He's yeah, not he, a base hit guy. And he has like no confidence this year. Like he but goes yeah. up to the plate and it literally looks like he's going to strike out. No, I you know that was one of the things we got we got to wrap things up. You know, in talking and watching when you know Rico Bronia is going to come on again. But I, you know, I was I saw a lot of his games when he was with the Mets, and people look at at bats either way. You're like you're going to have 500. You know, just chill. You got so many. You go over 40 days in a row, and you're feeling pressure that you can't believe. Yeah, you know, going up to the plate. 
is frightening when you feel like you may not ever get a hit ever again. Like, that's truly what it feels like to some of these guys. I wonder and- if Joey Gallo's so bad this season that he's like, there's actually almost no pressure on him. Because it's like they're winning, he keeps playing, and he he never does really anything good. Maybe once every 50 at-bats, maybe, he does something. He'll hit a home run, he'll get into one, or he'll hit a double, or I don't know. I think, listen, I think they will add a bat, and I think they're, but I think they're going to add at least one name arm in the bullpen. And, and I, bu- You think bullpen, not starter, right? I think they'd go bullpen first, but I mean, they could always use a starter. I mean, the Severino back thing is definitely makes you nervous, and I, I don't know how great he is as a number two. So, I mean, I think that's always in play, but it's really, you have to give up a lot to get A line. Yankees have a very good minor league system. So, and we haven't even brought up the fact that Soto is so called on the trade market. Yeah, that's I mean, a whole other. Everybody's saying New York, but I mean, he's not the guy they need, though. No, but I mean, who wouldn't want that guy? I mean, if you get an opportunity to get to trade and get a guy like that, you go for it. You give up an Anthony Volpe or you give up Jason Dominguez or you give up both of them for that. You're know. talking about a 23 year old player who's arguably probably the best hitter in baseball. I know, but 15, and he's on a crappy team, dude. An absolutely crappy 15 team. 15 years and a half of well, billion. Well, maybe it's not 15 years. Maybe it's 10 years at 500 million. I just I don't know. I, and he's I, under control for two more years. I have trouble with with the bit the long the long. But we years. know he's only going if he ain't going. He's not going back to Washington, right? Uh-huh. But they no, got there's two, only like five places he can go. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to talk it's, New York, Chicago, L.A. Yeah, and, and Boston maybe. But they would. He's not. He doesn't fit the profile of the new Red. But that's Sox. what I'm saying. So like, if we talk Soto, you have to talk Yankees. You and have Mets to and talk Mets. Yankees. You have to talk Mets. You have to talk Cubs. L.A. Yeah. Cubs. So yeah. that's like that's those are the people. Yeah. I'd hey, love to see him in New York. I would have no problem with that. Real quick, half halfway point before we go, um, moving forward, give me your give me your um, wild cards in the AL. Um, so I think Seattle with their talent, um, I think they're gonna they'll they'll go out and they'll get they're for real. You a think? Pitcher. I think they're for real. I think you know they got a ton of young talent and they actually got more young talent that's hurt and coming back. Um, but I don't even necessarily think they need it. I think they'll get someone for their bullpen. Um, you don't have to the, break down what they're gonna do. The Just Orioles tell me the aren't three. gonna do it. I think okay. I, I don't. I think the Red Sox kind of hang in, but I I don't think they're gonna make it in. Okay, so, so I think you say Tampa, the, Seattle, and Toronto. Tampa, Seattle, Toronto will be the ones I'll go with there. Yep. Okay, you. I would go Tampa, Seattle, Sox. Oh, and, and no, and no Toronto. And no Toronto. Wow, that's that's interesting. And we both and we're both saying Tampa. Like it's crazy. Like nobody talks about Tampa, but everybody talks about Tampa. I think they're the <laughs> most. I think they're the most likely to fall off. I just don't think they have Toronto's talent. I think Tampa, Tampa, and the Red Sox will fight for that last wild card. I think the Mariners. I do think that they they obviously aren't going to win out. This winning streak is going to end, but I do think that they are—they weren't as bad as they started. They're not as good as now, but they're probably—they could easily win 90, and I think they make it. So I think it's between the Red Sox and the Rays. I think Toronto is going to recover. I do, and I think they'll be fine. They'll uh, go out and get somebody. Toronto—they well, they love spending money. They've spent they, enough they, as they it is. They money—they <laughs> got to put money on money because they have so much invested right now. Yeah, they're not built for five years from now. They're built for the next two to three. So yeah. I'm going to the Yankee game against the uh, Mariners in the beginning of August. So I'm actually really excited for that. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, uh, Maxwell, thanks for hanging on. Anytime. Yeah, this guy's got a little. He's got some insight to the sport. He loves it. He's so happy right now. (laughs) He wants to do this. Uh, He's John Seneca. I'm Brian Shackman from Max Shackman. This has been Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.